a bonus banter where we answer your questions and talk about nothing. And welcome to the first recording in Cahoon's Castle. The official new podcast studio that is now decked out in foam. This is Cahoots Castle? That's I what, love it. That's what we were told to call it. That yeah. is a great name. Just a reminder, everybody. <laughs> we have to listen to you if you pay us. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of time yesterday uh, putting foam up. I actually yeah. put a picture up on our different Y'all social media pages. Y'all spent a lot of time putting foam up. Of the like massive pile of foam we got in. Um, and someone left a comment and said, I love the part where Derek said, it's foaming time, and then he put foam all over the studio. Listen, uh, we didn't just foam, we morbed. We morbed. We morbed. We cried. It moved me, Bob. <laughs> I picked the backing off of so many sticky things. Yup. Yep. Uh, Sounds man. like I didn't miss too much. No, nope. not really. No, not really. It's what happens when, when you have inflexible work. Um, yep. And- then we've gotten a lot more support on our coffee for this foaming project than I thought. I thought we'd get like 50 bucks. Like, why are y'all giving us money? Yeah. You gave us actual money, Stop people. Stop it. Yeah. And I even or told don't. you guys, like, hey, I'm going to do this anyway. I've already ordered the foam. So, you know, if you want to chip in, go for it. But I've already got the foam. Favorite uh, comment, though? Oh, my favorite one is from Mike M. Says, you chuckle nuts definitely need a padded room. Oh, <laughs> mine was, my favorite was butt. But <laughs> oh, to make him, you're gonna need a padded. You're gonna need a padded coffin, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to get vicious about that. I'd love a padded room. I'd I love like a padded room. Okay, like bounce around in. This yes. is becoming a padded room, like straight up. There's it's where so we much belong. fun. It's honestly eerie to stand in here, especially whenever the computers and fans are off. I, I walked in and then walked immediately out. Yeah, it's weird. I just want to say, I say bitch with the most heart, Mike M. Heart emoji. Heart emoji. Bitch. But like, man, this is a weird room. It used to be like really echoey and like unpleasant to sit in with four people and talk. Yeah. And now it is so dead in the best way possible. The sound is completely dead. Um, even with the fan on, if you then if you come in the doorway where there's like three walls of foam around you, you can stand in a certain way where you don't even hear the fan because it just all the sound is getting uh, diffused, absorbed by mm-hmm. the panels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome, and Love we're that. so happy to be in here. And we we're are so happy to our listeners. And one of them uh, requested, I can't find who it is here because the UI sucks. Um, but someone, when they oh. uh, donated, uh, said that we need to name the new studio Cahoon's Prince Castle. Prince Casper. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Um, so Casper. we're going to name it Cahoon's Castle. And then on the outside door of it, Drow wrote, uh, close the doors because our cats can't get in here. They'll tear mm-hmm. up the foam. Uh, and wrote bark in the like handwriting With of Cahoon. The R and the K backwards. Yep. Oh, I thought beautiful. it was just the R. Did I also do the K? I don't remember doing that. Maybe I read it wrong. It's Maybe great. I did that. Maybe I. Maybe you just are Cahoon. I did that at the end of the day. You this know, Drow's subconscious the, is Cahoon. The most Cahoon time. I also can't <laughs> deal with that R being backwards because that's that's not an er sound. That's fucking yeah. What? Yeah. Like a um um 
A Cyrillic R? Yeah. Oh, well, it's English. It's okay. A ceramic R? Yes. Uh, ceramic. Plated even. Wow. But, uh, Drow, why don't you give us a, compar- a comparative scream to test the new room? Oh! Oh, it's so much better. Like, you still show up on our other microphones, but, like, significantly less. Um, Back here, what are you doing? No. Uh. <laughs> and it's going to ah, it's going to ah. make editing and like cutting out when we talk over each other and cutting out Jacob's frequent coughs and sniffs it'll be so much easier I kiss a sniffy boy <laughs> gross um but yeah that we're in finally in the new <laughs> studio and it's ready to go we're probably going to end up putting some more foam up as probably. we kind of settle in here but Namely it's, behind me yeah it's 90% of the way there uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, we'll have or we'll just be about to release a video showing us setting it up. Uh, it's very funny. It has a lot of time lapses with me and Jacob t posing. The Benny Hill theme, hopefully. We had a good time pressing down foam onto cardboard sheets to the tune of "Staying Alive." It was great. I think I think my favorite one that we listened to was a Separate Worlds. Yeah, we kind of have a, a, an oldies rock and roll playlist going on Is the whole time. Is it separate worlds or separate ways? Have I fucked up? It's close enough. Separate something. It's Journey. One day, foam will find you. <laughs> Come and strips that find you. Uh, I can't wait to actually play in here, though. We haven't done that yet. We've been holding off playing in this room until it was foamed. But now it's foamed, so I just got to get it's the next foamed. bit ready. It's foamed. Foam, 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 foam. Uh, but the first episode, I think whenever we'll uh, record in here, will be season three, episode 64. That'll be the first one in here. We're out to 63 right now is the last one we have in the tank. What episode Which, did it just came out? Uh, as of the day of recording it, um, I think we just 57. released 57. Oh, okay. Yes. Cool beans. Uh. I just died in your foam tonight. Uh. Must have been some kind of foam. But yeah, I'm so excited. It's, it's going to be so much nicer on the editing side. Uh-huh. Um, but in other important news, Kat finally played Skyrim. Yes! yes! After like six, seven years of trying to get you to play this game because we knew you would like it. All you had to do was leave me alone for an entire Friday afternoon, I guess. That's right. Alone I was on a so, Friday afternoon. I was so God, lonely. Skyrim. I was so lonely and sad that I'm like, I'm picking up Skyrim. Curse all of you. And then I lost like five hours of my life without should realizing it. Should leave you so alone good. more often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Just you have just secured the yeah. fact that you're going to be neglected. You just, Everybody so- clap. <laughs> No, <laughs> I was at y'all. <laughs> you could have come to him. Yeah, you could have come up here. Uh, <laughs> After watching the time lapse video, my wrist thanks me for not. That's right. Although you're taller than us, so you would have been in the ladder, yeah, mm. pushing up the phone. Is she taller than Jacob? Yep. Like huh? Oh inch. yes, oh, especially well, with my arms. With my arms, I'm taller. I have longer limbs. Because I could barely reach it, and Jacob had to do it for me, putting the foam up top and my use the little the vacuum thing. The little vacuum thing sometimes. Your little sword. My sword. Yeah. But how are you liking Skyrim? Oh my goodness. So I can, I can narrate my inner dialogue as I started playing Skyrim. <laughs> First and foremost, they, they open up with, oh, you're awake, me, meme. <laughs> like you plunged Skyrim you, into chaos, memes. Meme. You're finally understanding these decade-old cultural references. It's like... 
Then I get, I used to be adventure like you, me, until I took an arrow to the knee. Meme. Uh, a classic. Just thousand yard mm-hmm. stare. Let's see. Um, I spam clicked my way through my first dungeon. Yep. Uh, I adopt, I, I'm going, I'm working on adopting, I have a personal quest. Adopt the cute little girl in Is white run. Sophia? Uh, Lucia. Lucia. And I'm going to make her mine and I'm going to be the best absentee kitty cat mom ever. Because <laughs> oh, I'm never going to be there. Lydia but of course, home. Kat is playing a Khajiit. Of course. Named Kat. There you- was no oh, question. Yes. I love the way that you narrated it earlier. You were like, oh, I thought that they were calling me by my name. To which I responded, no, they were just they were just being racist. And I went, oh, <laughs> they were being racist. <laughs> Oh. That's humans for you. That's noise. Bump, bump, bump. That was an imperial. Really? Yeah. Oh, they all do it, I guess. I mean, Cat it's, it's to the chopping block. Yeah, and I was like, why do they know my name? Because <laughs> <laughs> I name all of my video game characters Cat or some variation of. At least you didn't make a high elf Thalmor character. Ugh. Disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, there was a cat person. Why was I going to choose anything else <laughs> for my first go? Why would you be a Thalmor when you could be a dark elf? Yeah. Mood. Oh, I love Skyrim. <laughs> good magics. You don't need elves to be oh, good magics. And after playing for hours, I finally realized after last night and playing, and then this morning, that I could do magic with one hand and hit things with my sword in the other hand. The next time I play, my life is going to be revolutionized. It's great. Can she get like better unarmed attacks? Don't yes. They? My unarmed attack is better than my weapons right now. Yep. You can get an enchantment later on in the game that makes. Uh, the the gloves of the pugilist pugilist yeah you can pugilist pugilist have I been pronouncing that wrong for like half a decade yeah I openly <gasps> admit my lack of phonics knowledge has left me to oh. mispronounce words I've never heard said I'm not oh very oh, good oh, at oh hang on I've got I've got a really great example of exactly that type of thing that go, happened whilst I was it. streaming with Hans oh my so God. go for it you know how there's a duke and a duchess like the the titles and the area where they live is called the duchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had never the heard ducky. that pronounced, and I was like, "The Dookie." <laughs> oh my god! Oh, wonderful! It makes me wow. think. Of, it makes me think of how I had a, a great aunt, and they all called her <laughs> Dookie, Ooh. and everyone thought it was because of poop. It's like no, because she had a boyfriend who insisted he was a duke. But like trying to mention your aunt's name in front of other people and you don't aunt know Dookie. their actual name. Oh my goodness. And they're like, no, just tell me their nickname. And you're like, no, I can't tell you their nickname. Tell me their nickname. It's Dookie. Like, okay, we're going with Cat's aunt. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what it makes me think of when you said that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. It's like, nope. But none yes. of my none of my extended family went by their real names. It's Duchy. Mm-hmm. Like a duchess and not like a, a duchess. Dukus. Yes. I thought you were going to say douches. <laughs> I would rather I've, I'd have said a douchey rather than a dookie. You gotta go take yeah, a the lack of phonics instruction really does get you sometimes. Oh my goodness but, gracious. But Hans rolled with it really well. He's like, oh yeah, I love dookie. And I'm like, yeah, my favorite album by them. And he's like, that's the only good album. And I attacked him, of course. Yeah, because he's wrong. Yeah. Um. Man, though, I love Skyrim. I am 782 mods into my current Skyrim setup. Oh, my God. And everything works. And oh, I'm wow. actually, like, at level 27 or something. I was playing today, and it works, and it doesn't crash. And Starfield has just come out, 
And people have asked me, are you playing Starfield? Are you excited about Starfield? I'm like, yes, I'm excited about Starfield, but if I start playing that, I'll drop Skyrim. And it took me so long to get past the modding it phase and into the game. <laughs> and now I'm actually playing the game. So I have to finish the game until I get like, first, bored of like, it. The first two weeks, and also, at least, are just spent figuring out the mods. And listen, two it's not going to take generous. very long for this game to go on sale. Really? Simply because it's Bethesda. I don't know. It's It's been a minute. People are really excited about this game, so... I think it'll be full price for a while. Yeah. Um, DLC has to come out first. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, but no, nah, man, I am excited about it. I haven't even been able to touch Baldur's Gate 3 because of this Skyrim playthrough, and I'm not even complaining. I'm having a grand old time. You, I haven't you... been able to touch Baldur's Gate either, but that's because I just I didn't want to. <laughs> All like, y'all, I have fun out there, you know, romancing a staring and having sex as a bear. That's fine. Ew. I'm wow. Good. Way to just... I'm leaving. It's like, no, I just <laughs> hit Carlac things with swords and she is bae. Carlac is the best. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like Big, I got bored. beautiful, buff, teeth, babe. Of all my other games, so I finally picked up a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Skyrim's great. All y'all out there, audience, play Skyrim. It's good. As someone who waited and waited and waited, worth, but... I'm like, I could have played so much Skyrim. I know. But it's fun to discover it now and get to share that with you. Yeah. Oh. All right. So why don't we jump over to some listener submissions? Okay. We got a couple. Enough of our nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> more than enough more of, our, of nonsense. our nonsense. Uh, Let's get to different nonsense. First one here is, hey, guys, I just finished Hi. G- Hello. GMing a one shot. <laughs> I just wanted to share my biggest realization, especially as a new GM <gasps> whose only background was listening to podcasts. Oh. Acting oh. out an NPC is tough. Yeah. Yes. yes. Doing voices and giving him a personality, witty responses, you guys make it sound easy. Oh. That's because we get to edit. That's right. That, yep. <laughs> yes. Okay. I want to I wanna like peel back the veil a little bit here. There are a lot of pauses. There are a lot of retakes, even. Yeah. Your home game is never going to sound quite as polished as Critical Role, as a podcast especially. I mean... And that's because you're probably just having fun. And that's okay. It's great. Nobody's expecting that of you. And you shouldn't expect that of yourself. That's going to be unnecessary pressure. And it's going to make you have a lot less fun, too. At the same time... We also have been doing this for six years. Yeah, the more yeah. you do it, the easier it gets. Uh, at least uh, me GMing has been doing it. I've been doing it for six mm-hmm. years. I'm running pre-written content. And yeah, we do edit, and that makes it go faster and sound snappier. But like, I don't know, a lot of our processes are looking up the rules or someone asks the NPC a question. I'm like, duh. Also, flip, 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 flip. If you voice a PC NPC and you come back to them like a month later and you and don't remember the voice. Different? That's don't, just how they care. sound now. That's just how it is. What yeah. I do is I keep track of everything in OneNote. Um, uh, if you have NPCs that you know are going to show up repeatedly, like everyone in the bullet and barrel, I have a little like slot four in OneNote, mm-hmm. and I have some stupid note for help me remember to get their voice right. See, I, as a GM, <laughs> just don't take any notes. One thing that I've done, <laughs> I've done that's, that's especially helpful for like a, a former DM of mine was set up a Discord server where they could record like quick voice lines of kind of the cadence of the character, the, the the voice of the character, the accent, a feeling for it, and also to have like a prompt line. Yeah. But that's a lot to do. It's very intense. And I don't exactly suggest this unless you're going to be streaming it or recording it. 
Uh, but to continue here, it says, Acting NPC is tough, doing voices and giving personality, witty responses, etc. You guys make it sound easy. And since I only listen to podcasts, I thought that is what a GM should be doing. Oh. The next time I run a game, I will definitely be doing far less voice work and just yes. narrate or describe what uh, NPCs are saying and doing instead. I'm happy for you, um, baby. It will make it easier. It's all about your style, and if that's your style, that is 100% fine. So he says, uh, the next time I run a game, I'll definitely be doing far less voice work and just Good. narrate and describe what the NPCs are saying slash doing instead. Uh I'll just do the opening lines of dialogue and character, and after that, we'll just narrate to the players what the NPC responses are. Uh, that way, I won't be pressured to be always on witty and entertaining with my dialogues. Uh, anyways, thanks for your advice. It helped push me out of my comfort zone to run a game for my friends. My question for you guys is what the biggest lesson you've learned as a GM or as a player after playing RPGs for so many years? Uh, that is from Fred the Fighter in the Philippines. So glad oh. you ran a game for your friends. That's awesome. Yay! Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm glad things went well for it, too. I'm yeah. also glad that you realize you don't have to voice every single line an NPC does. Sometimes uh-huh. you can just say, they say yeah or no. And it's perfectly fine. Uh-huh. You don't have to have the pressure of being Matt Mercer my, or Derek. My first <laughs> character voice was Keith. Derek Mercer. Keith talks like this. I just plug my nose. Yeah. 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 I mean, you did better than that. If you're going to do voices, make sure that they're easy for you to do, at yeah. least at first. And have fun with it. Mm-hmm. I think even my first homebrew game, I did a lot of they say this, they yeah. say that. So. Yeah. And the more you get used to it, the more you'll realize, the, then you'll find yourself actually giving the voice lines the more you play. Yeah. And then every NPC you run will have those voices. I mean, if that's you your style, it. and uh-huh. it's, you get there. Or you could do like Baldur's Gate 3 narrator. They smirk with a devious delight. Oh yeah. goodness. You don't even have to be the person who does voices if you just want to narrate. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that in your style. Are you really just, for me, it's like building up a, a library of different voices you can pull out real fast uh-huh. in your head. Oh, shit. Elf. Yes, how can I help you? Yeah, or you just... harpy voice. You just kind ah! of get a lot, yeah. Gobble voice is really easy to pull out. Oh, yeah. That was my first one. Um, oh, my God. I love that one. Uh, I'll say... The easiest way to start getting into it is saving the goofy voices for, like, if you're running something pre-written, you see character yeah. art, and you're like, I know how this guy sounds. Yeah. Then save it for that. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know how long you've been listening, Fred, but if you in our Witcher season, uh, one of the characters decided to go out into the city to look for someone <laughs> and started talking out the beating path. Yep. And they very quickly ran into where I don't have things ready and don't really care. And you talked to, was it Delphine, Delphine Sewer, Sewer Woman? Woman? Yep. 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 Uh, I think about Delphine Sewer Woman a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've yeah. tried, I think whenever I've run things for people like Hans or Albert, that I've, they don't know me and the way I run games. And that is this way I signal as a GM that like, Hey, you're, you're probably not supposed, not supposed, supposed to, to be here yet. <laughs> yep. The more ridiculous and dumb the NPCs get, you know, it's yep. like, this is a signal if you meet yeah. Delphine Sewer Woman, you've uh, you've gone off the beaten path. Yeah. yeah. Turn around and you're not ready for this. Yeah. You don't have to have an adaptive storyline for every single whim that your players have. Sometimes you just tell and, them. And, and maybe maybe this is just me. Sometimes a little railroading is okay. It's like, hey, this this isn't it, Chief. Yeah. Um, does anyone have like a biggest lesson you've learned as a GM or player? Jeez. Say no. Uh. Say no is honestly a very important one. Don't be afraid to just say no. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to 
Remind people that you are, in fact, the DM, mm-hmm. but also don't brandish that too often. Yeah. yeah. I think another one I've learned is that the rule of cool is fun, um, especially when you're new in a group or if you don't play a ton, mm-hmm. but like it will get old. Yes. And almost everyone I've met that plays a lot ends up getting in the point where you want the game part to work. And yeah. then the rule of cool is like every now and then kind of thing, but like you mostly want the game to work. Mm-hmm. There will come a point in time where the rule of cool will take away from abiding by the actual rules and having a really, really good, satisfying victory. Help people use the rule, the rules to make the rule of cool. And the best example I have of that is Emily Axard from uh, Dimension 20. Every nonsense that she pulls is completely by the rules. Yeah. (laughs) And there's a lot of nonsense there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's all about your group, and a lot of people are more more about the just say yes and roll with it. But us as a group, we tend to be mm-hmm. more. Uh, we want the rule to be followed, um, at least to have it make sense in yeah. the rules. And mm-hmm. uh, you can be a good player of the game and not have that cool character who does all the creative things and still create a viable, believable person mm-hmm. yeah. that lives out their life by the dice. Not everybody needs to be super quirky and jumpy. That's okay, too. Yeah. You can just be Bradley. Yeah. Players like me exist. It's <laughs> trying to think of the best damn advice. I've Just have fun, honestly. If you're having fun, that's all that matters. You yeah. are at the table too. Also have fun. Yeah. Yeah. You you are putting on experience and there's some responsibility there, but like the best GMs have a blast running. So mm-hmm. like you got to make it fun for yourself. Yeah. Um, in some ways. Like for me, I, I just love, especially with pre-written stuff, getting to read and know what's coming and lay it out and surprise everybody. Like putting on the different music for the fights or whatever. That's just fun. Also, as a player only at the table, you can tell when the DM is not having fun and when yeah. they are. Yeah. And it makes for a much more fun game when the DM is actually enjoying themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It's a lot of responsibility because you kind of set the tone for the whole thing. But uh, I don't know, oh. it can be really fun. I have good DM advice. Don't fall into the trap of, I can make a cool DM PC. No, no yeah, no. Yeah. No, if you, you have, know too much. Yeah, if you have to do an NPC because you're under staffed and your party got like <laughs> three or two people or whatever you can do it like have an npc but like they're not a main character so like they have a stat block and they have a personality but they're not going to like go do things like it's the player's job to do things and then like if they talk to the npc you can talk back but like yeah it's like a it's kind of like a video game character where like they're not going to go initiate stuff you i know? think the best dmpc i had was dougal who yeah. could only say his name and was the cleric. And eventually I just handed him off to Derek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Derek yep. the cleric. Yeah. I like clerics. Clerics are great. Uh, it's a good class. Let's see. Here's some, let's get some basic GM advice. Some like real basics. If you're playing in person, always bring spare dice. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yes. If you're teaching new players, um, try to learn as much ahead of time so basically you don't want to have to have them learn the whole rules you want to be able to pare down what they have to learn yeah so you can give them a really guided character creation so like have them make the choice like which of these things looks cool oh you picked barbarian this is what that's about does that sound like good okay now you get to play like instead of having them have to figure out what to pick and then pick it you can like narrow things down for them to help them learn um don't skimp on beginner boxes. Beginner boxes are the best if you want to learn a new mm-hmm. game and, oh, yes. or if you want to teach people how to play stuff. 
they're amazing. To add add to that, uh, don't have a new person join in at a high level. Never. Yeah. No. Just like take a break and go play something low level, like a beginner box for a little while. Everyone will have fun. Everyone loves rolling up new characters for side stuff. You'll get back to it eventually. Uh, Yeah. Never have anyone come in at high level. Um, What's some other basics? I would make an an addendum to that unless they've already played this system a lot. Not Uh, another similar system. This system. Yeah, a new a new player. A new player, yeah. Yeah, and even if they're new to your group, but they already know the system, it's also still worth sometimes doing a one or yeah. two shot just to make sure they can vibe with you. Oh, I have more advice. Session zero. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, big one. Talk about things that can happen in the campaign, that can't happen in the campaign. Draw up boundaries. Pathfinder, D&D, all sorts of tabletop role-playing games where you are playing a role, you're kind of inserting yourself into that role. That is a very intimate experience that you are sharing with other people. Make sure that you don't end up in a position where you could be weirded out or have something really bad happen to your character in a way that... You set expectations. Shouldn't happen, yeah. Set expectations. Make sure that you let other people know what you are comfortable with. And even even if, don't be a creep. Yeah. Don't be a creep. And even if you're playing with a group of people that you've played with for, no, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years. Something like that. Don't be a, you don't, might not have to do a session zero, but mm-hmm. still just throw it out there. Oh, hey, this might have this in it. Yeah. And just to double check, because you never know. Um, yeah, do session zeros. And the way that looks as a GM is you want to be like, you've, you should have already talked about what you want to run anyway. But when you get there, you start off being like, all right, this is kind of what this is going to be about. You don't have to spoil it. Like, this is kind of what this is going to be about tone wise. We're playing Reign of Winter. It's going to be kind of dark fairy tale, which either is going to be a lot of winter stuff. We're playing Emerald Spire. It's a dungeon crawl. Uh, there's going to be a lot of different things. As a matter of fact, for the Emerald Spires, one I was thinking of is a good example. It's a, it's mostly a dungeon crawl. So you could just focus on the dungeon crawl in the city though. There is slavery. So if that is an issue, we could not worry about that, or we could keep it in for the, if your players end up wanting to do something about it. But then Mm -hmm. again, the adventure is mostly a dungeon crawl. So you might not worry about it. And then the other thing to do Um, with session zero as a GM is walk through making characters with everyone together. Like, they can have ideas. They can come in with, like, I think I want to play this. Mm-hmm. But get everyone in the same room to make characters together because that's how you make a cohesive party. And you don't have <laughs> to, like, go into backgrounds, which is the most important secret thing, no. you know? You could just do it to make the the mechanics of the characters. Yeah, that's why our Emerald Spire thing works really well right now as everyone's kind of meshed together really well. Um, but, yeah, this is a really good question. I if, like this. Things don't go the way you planned for them to go. That is okay. The big thing about these games is the players will think of something that you haven't and will mess up your plans. And if it's not too bad, don't worry about it. You can always make new plans. And if it is too bad, tell them to give you 10 minutes so you can think about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes your big bad boss gets killed in round one. Because luck or just really good planning. Yeah. Another thing, if you're just starting out yourself with a system, don't homebrew. Run something first. Stick to the basics. Like, I've never been a DM, but the one who has had the least uh, playing experience at the table is if you bring a bunch of beginners in, my, my experience was Pathfinder 1E. Give them the basics. Give them the core rule book. Don't bring in 
so many different pieces of content that you're overwhelming somebody new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah. a lot of it's advice. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's well, a lot yeah. of different advice. We have a lot of things to say about this because we've been at this for almost a decade and we have fallen into every single faux pas possible. Oh, at all the traps. Uh, so another thing we got in was from Prince Casper on uh, the last bonus banter. Hello, uh, Prince. The ghost. He says, man, my characters are way more tame and boring than what you guys come up with. It's okay. This is this is a comment under that video. Um, so usually my process for creating characters is to just browse the classes and ancestries until some spark of inspiration strikes me okay. with a cool image of someone I want to bring to life. And then I reverse engineer a backstory asking myself why this character would be the way they are. Mood. Had the training equipment. This is very much how Jacob builds characters. Yes, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, that they do and and blah, 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 end up wherever the adventure takes place. The craziest character I've made yet Yay! was a Kitsune swashbuckler. Yes, girl, yes. Who was kind of a Robin Hood slash Three Musketeers knockoff, <laughs> uh, except he'd use his shape-shifting abilities to pose as a human painter. He'd paint for nobles, That's ideally adorable. inside their mansions, and take meticulous mental notes on how yeah. to infiltrate and steal stuff <laughs> later on in fox form. Smirk. Yeah. Uh, hey, your characters can be simple and basic, and they can still be enjoyable. Yes. I created the character before I learned about the existence of Pathfinder Winnie's vigilante class. Oh, that perfect. I was very disappointed to discover that despite Pathfinder's Winnie's uh, abundance of player options, including various racial archetypes for classes, there is no vigilante archetype for Kitsune that would tie two identities into the Kitsune's twin forms. That is unfortunate. That um, is unfortunate. But that campaign ended up falling through pretty quickly. Anyways, so that happens. Yup. But (laughs) hey, you can always take what you've learned. He says now forward. I'm a forever DM and maybe I need to bring him back as an NPC. Yeah, maybe that'd be a pretty fun, like thieves guild leader figure. Yeah. That'd be pretty sick. Um, Regarding the discussion of whether to end this campaign after book two or three, I've already commented on this in the past and I'd like to see the full AP played out. But since then, I've almost listened through seasons one and two and like them very much. So I would still like the whole AP. Uh, and while I would still like the whole AP, I, I just want to say, don't be afraid to switch away from Pathfinder second edition uh, again in the future, even though I'm totally one of the people who only started listening because of it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, very interesting take. Thank you, Prince. I think we'll just play till we end up making a decision one way or the other. We're not we'll play till we're bored. We're not at a decision point yet. The, the good news is, even if we decide to finish like the all three books, after that, we're not going to. We're more than likely not going to keep doing second edition anyway. That's oh, not. No. That's yeah. not our mood. The only reason we're doing three quote unquote seasons of second edition is because it's all the same adventure path, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll play something else eventually, regardless. Yeah, yeah. And I I like two e a lot, and I I kind of want to finish an adventure path, and I'm really enjoying it still. And I've read a lot of book three, and I kind of like it. And I do like that it's three parts because, in my opinion, the best part of an adventure path is book two and three, and then one is a runner up to that because levels like four through ten are just the best in. Mm-hmm. regular d20 style games and so that's like you basically get up to that and then you don't have to go into the really high level wonkiness uh after it you know i do miss the godhood of pathfinder first edition as soon as you hit like 10 to 12 as a as a caster don't worry you'll get there soon yeah <laughs> you're right <laughs> but like we were uh, book four of reign of winter and that's when things start to get nutty 
juicy in terms of mm-hmm. abilities. Um, but Where's I the will, one with Zifa, guys. I will say, yeah. uh, in terms of making crazy characters, I don't know. Are we usually just out there with our character ideas? Because I feel like we're usually Drowis. pretty grounded. Drowis. To what we want to play in. I feel like right? I've got the most basic characters there are. The most basic drow character was X, human, rogue, amnesia. No, he was a half elf. Half elf, rogue, amnesia. But yep. I feel like when it comes to me, at least, a lot of my characters in terms of visual appearance aren't very out there. But if someone like uh, Stuart in our Emerald Spiral game. It's all about personality. It's about the personality and the yeah. role play. How you play them. Yeah. And the jade isn't out there visually yeah. too much. It's the mechanics and the... She's an amazing feat of character engineering. Yeah, same thing with New Dayrek. Um, but... Like, it's not so much about being out there and really colorful. It's about an interesting mechanic and an interesting, like, personality quirk to go with it. Jade is a low charisma because I'm a nerd jerk. Yeah. uh, Who has a manga collection. And then Stuart is just kind of completely off kilter and he worships a barrel. She has a manga collection. Yeah, Stuart's just insane, so. He's like, he's like the lid is burbling on top of the pot of boiling water and saying, not like it's flown off, but just it's kind of like to. simmering, <laughs> you know? It's his One. perfect, it's, it's the, <laughs> it's the type of insanity where you're looking into a deep pool and you can definitely see something moving, but it's not quite at the surface yet. Yeah. It's a perfect representation of his god, Ba'arel. Ba'arel. Yes. Sometimes your character, even their backstory doesn't have to be insane. It's just the way you play them can be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Konar, my barbarian, yes. was just a happy barbarian with a mostly happy backstory and he was just kind of dumb and he spoke like this and his bumblebee was his friend and Silas was a bit creepy but you know that's okay that's just how he is and he's just a nice guy and that's Konar and Drow always plays the most colorful characters yes yes okay uh, so the way that I make characters <laughs> is is one of two ways either I find a very small piece of information that I'm like there's the starting point and I branch off in Lichtenberg Lichtenberg Patterns like lightning in all different directions with it, or I draw something and then I'm like, all right, How that's that? the that. How do I get? All right, I am at point Z. Now I need to go back to A. So this is the opposite of what Jacob does. And listen, you'll even have to have a wacky or out there character once again, as long as you have fun playing them. The most fun uh, I have is usually if I have a fun mechanical gimmick, but also some <laughs> personality gimmick. Like, I love playing mm-hmm. Stuart because he's just kind of, he's a little crazy. And he's really easy to get into character for. I love playing Brick because she's currently lawful good, but also very, very mean. <laughs> mean girl. She gets mean to people who Deserve are it? not on her side yet. <laughs> yes. Why don't we talk about how we make characters again briefly? I know we talked about this before, but now that yeah, I've I love freshly it. made one... Mm-hmm. Uh, I will just say, so we know how you do it. You you basically, Jacob, you well, do the same I can, thing. As, I, can, I can talk it through real quick. Yeah. I look at what class I haven't played for the most part. Um, I choose that class. I look for a race that will match well with the class without making it weaker. Min-maxing. Uh, I would say min-maxing. min-maxing, but I'm not a very good min-maxer. Are you kidding me? I'm not. Have you seen a min-max? Okay, what do you mean by min-maxing? I'm talking about... Because some, to some people, min-maxing is removing all weaknesses and only having strengths. And okay. some people, min-maxing is maxing your strengths and making your weaknesses horribly weak. Um, that's what I do if I do it. But I've only really done that with Konar, who had 
like eight, 20, 18, and 16 physical stats and mm-hmm. all sevens in the mental stats. Uh, so I love him. Horrible mental what stats. What a himbo. Yes. Um, but everybody else, I just, that makes sure their class is played reasonably well. Uh, without having a great extreme weakness. Um, but I, I, I choose the class I want to play. I find a race that makes sense while at least not weakening the class. So I'm not going to make a barbarian with a minus two to strength. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be and funny, though. I f- just make the backstory after I make the character. Or sometimes I'll have the backstory made, and then I'll make the character, and I'll just find a way to mash them together. Right. Um, which is what I did with Pavel. Because originally he wasn't supposed to be a shifter. His stuff made a bit more sense. But uh, like, like I just I find the class I want to play, and to me that's the most important thing. Yeah, and then you already said yours, Drow. You basically you yes. see the th- one more thing about them: gotta have ears, yeah, foxy ears. ears, kitty ears, LV ears, pointy ears, big old round ears. It doesn't matter. They just can't be boring ass human but ears. Drow. They gotta be express. Shut the fuck up. I love humans. Long, complicated, curly hair. Me? <laughs> a tail of some sort. A tail of some sort. Probably hooves. Maybe, maybe. Colorful. Ears and or fangs paws. are the are the needed <laughs> thing. The more you Ears can get fangs. on the same character, the better. Yeah. Yes. Hooves. Horns. Fur. Horns. About long ears. Tail. The more you can pack on, the better. I'm not going to lie. It's It's less about all of the details and more about the ability to express emotion and motion lines even further than is possible on the human form, which is why I really like ears, which is why long ears, which is why I really like long tails. You can get a lot of action just by a silhouette. Yeah. It's also another reason I really like long hair. You can get a lot more motion with that. Kat, how do you make your characters, having freshly made one? I like to decide what role I want to play in the party or what thing it is I want to do. And then that kind of gives me a vision for how I want a character to be. Um, for instance, when we were trying to build our characters for the Emerald Spire, I, um, I wanted to be able to do melee or ranged damage and be pretty reliably decent at it. And we had just, you know, gotten off of having played our Outlaws Valkenstar and we always joke about the oops all gun. So I finally built my gun character. We're never going to get there. No. So I finally built my gun character and got to do the mechanics I never got to explore with a different character type thing. Um, some of us don't develop the most detailed backstories and your characters can still be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to mention, if you leave your character's backstory open, especially if you are uh, doing something with a very, very creative DM or someone who's had a lot of practice... Uh, and you work things out with them as time goes on. Like, hey, would you have an NPC that you were friends with? Hey, where are you from later on? Would you want to be from here? Would you want to be from somewhere in the surrounding areas? That kind of stuff. You can get more integrated into the story. And there's nothing wrong with building a character, thinking they're one way, and then starting to play with that character in the dynamic of the party and realize your character is somebody else. And it's perfectly okay to let them grow and change like that. Your character's not your character for the first, like, five sessions. TBH. Yeah. 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 For me, it's very similar. At least when I built Stuart, it was like, I want to have a role of uh, being able to heal and do divine casting. Like that role is something I wanted to fill. And then basically I looked around for a little bit, but the main way that you would want to do that in one E Pathfinder is cleric. Yeah. So it wasn't really much of a choice. Um, 
I kind of built the pseudo background and personality around it when I did the first version, which was like ex soldier medic kind of thing. And then Baal came and changed all that. So I don't know. I kind of bounced back and forth. I think when I made Jade, I wanted to do Magus and I wanted to shoot a spell through gun. There was some like. Yep, that was your whole thing. There was a mechanic thing I wanted to mm-hmm. do. And then I kind of built the uh, stuff off of that. I don't know. I like mechanics a lot. Um, so that features pretty heavily when I'm decision making. Usually I have some sort of mechanic thing I want to do. I don't honestly care about character ancestry too much. Um, as long as it like fits in and doesn't get in the way of whatever other build, which usually most, especially in like 2E, like it just won't get in the way. You just pick what you want, you know? Um, so, but, but for the cleric, I had to pick dwarf because holy crap, (laughs) there's so much good stuff you get. And like dwarf was an easy pick and it made sense. Also, apparently if you want to make a crafting wizard, dwarves are really good for that too. I believe it. Yeah, right. and you also just kind of are a dwarf, so I am a dwarf, and I'm digging a hole, yeah. dig a diggy hole. I don't, I don't look like a dwarf, but I had have dwarf personality at least when we play Minecraft together. And smell totally. <laughs> You're Minecraft. You go Minecraft and you go underground. Yes. Yeah. As soon as Derek logs and he's already digging. Yeah, I'm dig, already dig, in the hole. Dig. Um, so we got one last thing written in here, and it's very simple. It's from our good buddy J.R. Lonergan. Um, hey. First commenter on most yep. of our videos. And he just says... That old slide guitar again. I would love to see you guys try one of the Borg games, especially oh Cyborg. Like Morkborg or Cyborg. Uh, I've heard of okay. Morkborg. Yes, I've heard of Morkborg. Isn't there also Pirate Borg? Cyborg. Uh. That'd be funny. Is that so, Mork Bore? Is that what he's talking about? Yeah, I'll call it Borg because it's English. You know, I'm just, it's B O R G. That's Borg. Bore is fun. You stop. What that. are you, French? Oh my goodness. Yeah, but like the Borg games are very simple uh, role playing games. They're mm-hmm. kind of like one shot ish. Uh, Mork Borg is like Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know as much about Cyborg and Pirate Borg, but. The, <laughs> Cyborg's one of my favorite Teen Titans. <laughs> he got Rocket in his shoe. Um, if there's trouble, you know how to call. Call Cyborg. Why did I turn into Applejack? Oh my goodness. You did I, turn I really into Applejack. Know. You turned into Apple Blossom, didn't you? Buddy, the president. No, oh, you stopped that. <laughs> you and your impressions. Uh, but maybe we should play one of those. I don't think we could make a whole season out of it, though. It'd have to be like a little one shot. Yeah. yeah. But that's like what they're made for. So that could be really fun either way. Yeah, we should try it sometime. A baby season. A baby season. It's just two episodes. Two episodes. <laughs> a two shot. Although there'd be so a there'd be a lot of shotgun. a production work involved because we'd have a to Kimbo. get like art and music and all that queued up for it just for two episodes. But that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, oh. I remember listening to Glass Cannon do uh, more more more. That was fun. Uh, that was really fun. The apocalypse vibe was really are great. You, yeah. Are you guys saying real words right now? It's Mork Borg. Spell it. M O R K B O R G. Yeah. Okay. But they also pronounce it Mork Bore, and I don't because know it's why. Swedish. Oh, it's okay. Swedish. It's a free league game. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, we love free league a, in this it's house. It's a ruthless apocalyptic game. 
So like it's super mm-hmm. easy to die. But it's also you go in knowing that it's super easy to die. Yeah. And you might have like three characters as you start because it's it's not meant to be a long thing. No more yeah. dying. Literally at the back of the book, so whenever you finish dying. the game dying happens. or you roll one of the apocalypse events, it's like the world ends, the game is over, burn the book or something like that. Yeah. Dang. Burn the book? <laughs> oh, I have one more Grimdark piece much? of... DM advice. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Hey, sometimes your subconscious works on something for a little while and you get the good stuff. Sometimes characters will just die. You don't need to deus ex machina and save them. Let them die. Yeah, let your people Kill them die. if you have to. Yeah. Even if it scars one of your players forever, it Do makes it. for uh-huh. a good story. Listen, everyone likes steaks. Steaks are delicious, and you can't have steaks without the threat of real death. Yeah! Yeah. Man, you just gave me a miniature existential crisis. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. <laughs> Stares off in this. Well, on that note, that is going to be it for this bonus banter. This That's is another it? longer one. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be. We've barely been in here. We've been recording for like 50 minutes. Yeah. We uh, could record for another 50. Uh, we could, but we've got to go play Emerald Spire. This is never ends. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bonus Banter. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you would like to submit a question or comment for Bonus Banter, please use the Google form linked in the episode description. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We're at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. We are also on threads, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon Podcast. If you'd like to support the show, check out our coffee page. You can find us at coffee.com slash third gallon. That's ko-fi.com forward slash third gallon. The theme music for Bonus Banter was composed by Alexander Nakarada. You can find more of his work at serpentsoundstudios.com and support him at patreon.com slash anakarada. That's patreon.com slash A-N-A-K-A-R-A-D-A. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.